Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1254, air date July 4th, 2023. All right, good evening, everyone. It's uh, a little bit after 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're going to be doing a discussion with one of our Truth, Freedom, Health warriors, Chris Bradley from Indiana, about this topic. It's a very, very important topic on July 4th, and we want people to celebrate July 4th. And we're going to have a topic about why the Constitution allows me, a naturalized citizen, an immigrant, to become president. And it's a very important discussion because some people, unfortunately, haven't read the Constitution, don't know how the Constitution works. So we're going to use the occasion of July 4th to really educate people on what's taking place because obviously July 4th is about the independence. Um, It's it's Independence Day, July 4th. But what better day to really educate people on how the constitution actually works um, and constitutionally why I, an immigrant, a naturalized citizen can become president of the United States. And uh, it's uh, our campaign for president is really a campaign for education uh, to elevate um, and activism to elevate people's understanding of what is going on in the world. So let me bring in um, my interviewer, um, and that's going to be um, Chris Bradley. Let me find out Chris here where he is. Okay, bring out Chris. Are you there, Chris? Let me bring Chris on. Good. Hello, Chris. Dr. Shiva. Good. How, how are you doing this July Fourth? Chris, can you do something where you can just um, maybe angle your camera down just a little bit so you have less headroom there? That's one thing. And then if you can just take a little bit of time, Chris, just to introduce yourself, how you came, who you are, and how you came to the movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health, and then what we're going to be discussing. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, so I'm a software engineer out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And yeah, I pretty much got disillusioned by politics after... uh, uh, you know, campaigning and canvassing for Obama and getting him into office and then seeing that he just, you know, more of the same. And then I realized, you know, no matter who gets in there, no matter what they say, they get in there and they do another thing. So then I came across you during uh, 2020 and your Senate campaign and seeing what they did there. And I've just been following you ever since. And uh, uh, now I'm a, a leader uh, uh, with the Truth Freedom Health Movement and super excited to uh, be on the ground and, you know, affecting real change in the world. Good to have you, Chris. So, Chris, what I think, um, as people are joining, first of all, we want to welcome everyone. It's July 4th. And Chris is going to essentially interview me with a bunch of questions. But one thing I want to mention is, Chris, you mentioned the movement for truth, freedom and health. I just want to, before I, I sort of want to let people know what that is before we get into this, but the movement for truth, freedom and health is a very powerful movement, which is educating people to think beyond left or right. Chris, you said you voted for Obama. 52% of people voted for Trump voted for Obama. Uh, Obama was presented as a candidate for the white and black working class, and then he screwed them. Remember what he did in 2008, saving Wall Street again. And then Trump was presented as a savior uh, because after the establishment used Obama, then they gave him another person and Trump was presented as essentially anti-establishment, but he ended up becoming um, essentially part of the not so obvious establishment. And so our movement educates people on taking a systems approach to looking at the world. And I just want to play people a quick video, Chris, so people understand what the movement is, and then we'll begin shortly. And everyone listening know that everything I do and our movement does get shadow banned by people like Elon Musk. 
It was our historic lawsuit in 2020, which exposed a backdoor portal into Twitter. It was uh, our lawsuit, which was literally taken by word in many of the other lawsuits, including the Missouri versus Biden lawsuit. Um, but they still haven't addressed the issue of the backdoor portal. We're the ones who exposed the long fuse report, the Stanford report. And um, so we want to just mention that it was our movement that led the fight against Fauci, led the exposure of the government backdoor portal because we can see the future because we take the systems approach and we wanna educate others how to see the future. So let me play this video, which will really inspire you guys on what our movement is. And any one of you after watching this video can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and become a Truth, Freedom and Health warrior scholar and join this global community in 120 countries, uh, close to half a million people. Uh, so let me just play this video as people are joining. And so let everyone know to share this video you can invite people to join. We're gonna have a very, very powerful discussion on why me, a naturalized citizen, an immigrant, can actually become president, okay? But let me play this video for everyone before we do that. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in massachusetts the movement for truth freedom and health look i've been a student of politics since i was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements left wing right wing there's a physics there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment to build a bridge you need to understand newton's equation you need to understand the laws of gravity you need to understand poisson's ratio there is a way to build a revolution and that's why i put this together my goal is to train a army of truth freedom and health leaders we don't need followers like social media we need leaders but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history nothing so in three hours that's what i've started doing that's the solution wow. we got to train people first with understanding what a system is the dynamics of all systems that affect nature the second is understanding the interconnection between truth freedom and health freedom is the ability to move freely communicate freely talk freely without freedom you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth which is science and without freedom you can't really get to truth and without truth you make up fake problems and fake solutions which means you destroy our health and without health which is the infrastructure of us and our body you can't fight for freedom truth freedom health third concept is it has to be bottoms up working people people who work uniting and what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite that must be communist Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. 
Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right-wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms-up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms-up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a Truth Freedom Health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. All right, everyone. And just a reminder, every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., we do an open house. And 8 p.m. we have our Shiva for President Town Hall. Uh, to go to the open house, you can go to vashiva.com slash orientation to come to the town hall, which is at 8 p.m. Go to shivaforpresident.com slash town hall. So anyway, uh, become a warrior scholar because you will get the tools, the science of systems to really see the future and to see beyond left and right. That's why we've been always so accurate on doing this and, and have led the world in many, many of these important battles. So let me uh, go to Chris Bradley. Chris, you put together um, a series of questions we wanna go through to frame this discussion. And just to let everyone know who's joining new, the discussion we wanna do is we wanna encourage everyone to celebrate July 4th and the constitution, which allows me, and a lot of people uh, may know others who are ignorant of this, that I'm actually allowed to become president as a naturalized citizen. And uh, we filed a lawsuit uh, um, last week, uh, which will help clarify this to the rest of the world, because a lot of secretaries of state are actually ignorant about this. Go ahead, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, so let's address the elephant in the room. People keep bringing up Article 2, Section 1, naturalized versus uh, uh, natural born. So how can you run for president uh, being an immigrant and uh, so maybe let's bring up Article 2, Section 1 and start there. Let's look at uh, the, the big elephant that everybody keeps pointing out and start there. 
Yeah, so I think it's a good good point, Chris. So um, let me bring it up right here. So to let everyone know, um, people have been told that um, you know you have to be a natural born citizen to run and become president, right? Um, and some people who who read the Constitution actually know better, and legal scholars have already talked about this. Uh, but just to set it at the outset. Um, it is unconstitutional to not allow me, an immigrant who became a naturalized citizen, to not become president. So let's just, it's just a matter of law, okay? So there's no question about it. The only question is, are people aware of this? So um, my run for president, as many of the other things, we always educate people, right? So let's begin this educational process um, by, first of all, looking, uh, to your point, Chris, what is Article 2? section one. So let me bring that up. Okay. So I'm going to go to article two, section one. So here's, I'm looking at uh, constitution annotated article two, there's section one. All right. Um, and we want to go to particularly what is known as clause five qualifications. Let's bring that up. Go ahead, Chris, you can read that out. Uh, no person except a natural born citizen or citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this constitution shall be eligible to the office of president. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have attained to the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States. Right, so that lay lays out the qualifications of the presidency, okay? So, um, so let's start with that, Chris. So let me just give sort of the broad strokes, first of all, okay? So people get it. First of all, the Constitution, as many of you know, um, I have my background, I have four degrees from MIT in engineering. Um, uh, I probably have more litigation experience in federal court than most lawyers. I was the one who represented myself in federal court, federal court multiple times. And one, uh, one of the major lawsuits where the judge gave me all the terms of the TRO saying the government should not be contacting social media companies. And this is in 2020, it was our lawsuit which discovered that the government and uh, social media companies have an unholy alliance, okay? That was done by our lawsuit, okay? And we take full credit for that, but it was done with my representation. So I, I've learned the law. And just remember, most lawyers who go to law school um, don't really learn the law. Most of them don't, okay? Um, but I have learned the law. So the, here's the, one of the most fundamental principles, Chris, is that the Constitution is a living document, right? Um, the articles that existed, and then when the Bill of Rights came, the Bill of Rights, um, the first 10 amendments, right, would overrule some of the articles. And then as new amendments came, they would overrule other amendments, right? So it's basically you're building a foundation, right? And new things that come um, give are more relevant and supersede things before. Okay, so that's the first thing people need to remember. So let me just make sure everyone understands that, that the Constitution is a living document, okay? All right, so that's the first thing, all right? Um, and uh, so if people don't understand that concept, then it's gonna, then, the, then basically you're very ignorant and you can't understand anything else. But the Constitution is a living document. For example, the Constitution clearly says men only can become president. Okay, that's been changed, right? So that's a very fundamental thing. Can a woman become president, Chris? Absolutely. Why? 
because it's her right as a citizen. Uh, right, but there, but but there has been amendments that have come after. Right, women can vote, etc. Right. Yes. So other amendments that have come. Um, do we still have slavery, even though um, certain documents didn't recognize, you know, black people? No, because the Constitution, the Equal Protection Clause, and um, you know other things changed that. Okay, so we don't have slavery. So first principle people need to understand what's wonderful about the United States as we're celebrating our Independence Day is the Constitution as a living document. The interaction between the legislative branch, the judicial branch, and the executive branch create all these wonderful things, and particularly because of bottoms-up movements, right? That fuels uh, people to change the laws. The Constitution changes, okay? So the broad stroke overview is the Constitution since the passing of that has changed particularly with the fifth and 14th amendments, equal protection clause, which has made it amply clear you cannot discriminate between a naturalized citizen. You can't discriminate between citizens, right? And in many, many, referring to the 14th amendment, that um, it's made it amply clear, which means that I can not only run, but become president. And we'll also come back to this, and we're just going to do the broad strokes right now. The... FEC, the governing organization which runs federal elections, has already ruled and given their opinion that a naturalized citizen and immigrant can run for office. Okay, the only thing they said was I cannot get uh, federal matching grants or presidential matching grants. So I hope that's clear. Okay, so Constitution changes. It has changed. I mean, that was passed in 1787, right? The Bill of Rights have, have come in. That's changed some of those points. And the Constitution has changed since the 5th and 14th. And the Constitution will keep changing, okay? So that's the most important thing everyone needs to understand. So a United States citizen, naturalized or natural born, cannot be treated differently. That would be violation of the Equal Protection Clause. So anyone who tries to stop me and says, I cannot run for president, be president, doesn't know the Constitution. And in fact, if the states stop us from getting on the ballot, they're going to get a massive lawsuit. It's violation of the Constitution. It's unconstitutional, period. And and and, and Chris, I'll, I want to walk people through the lawsuit. It's a very short complaint, but it's a historic complaint that will make, educate everyone. So any um, crazy, you know, uh, racist people uh, who don't understand this, um, we're going to open up the phone lines and you can expel, you can share your racism right here, okay? Uh, because this is an open forum, okay? So I will open up the phone lines and we want you guys to call in, okay? And we will, uh, Chris will take calls and we will have a discussion, okay? I'll, I'll release the phone uh, shortly too. So Chris, I think that's a broad stroke overview. So there's absolutely nobody that can stop me from running and becoming president. The FEC has already ruled I can run, period, okay? Our lawsuit that we filed is just going to educate the world. Go ahead, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, so you you touched on a few things there. One, uh, the FEC. And so have you filed your paperwork with the FEC uh, to uh, announce your candidacy for president? That's a great question, Chris, because a lot of people, again, the FEC is the agency in the government, which is the one that manages all federal elections, Okay. Now, if I could not run for president, the FEC would not accept my papers. Not only have I filed, but I filled in the FEC one form, which has been accepted, 
If people want to see that, we'll show them that. Uh, and the FEC2 form. Those are the two important forms. One says I'm running as a candidate, and one says I have my committee set up, Shiva for president. And I can receive donations, okay? And the FEC has already ruled on this. So this is not, and I'm very serious about running for president because we want to give people a real choice better than the lesser of two evils, Tweedledee and Tweedledum from the Democrats and Republicans. So yes, I have filed my papers. It's legal. You can donate to our campaign and please do so because you don't want to support the lesser of two demons. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I will we'll go to another point then about, uh, is there potential for the states to get in the way at the, at the state level? Because we know we have separation of powers. And so uh, you, you said you preemptively filed a federal lawsuit. And so I was wondering if you could uh, maybe break that down. What, what are you trying to do with this lawsuit? And are there any other ac uh, actions you're taking in regards to your uh, 2024 presidential run? Yeah. So first of all, um, remember, the United States is a republic, right? You have the federal government and the states are the ones at the local state level, they determine. Um, so we're having a lot of people say, I hope you win, Dr. Shiva. Let me just share some of these. Uh, Naveen Pillay, Dr. Shiva for president. Um, uh, Terry Lima Rosen, happy fourth, celebrate truth, freedom, and health. Um, uh, Tony Klaus, um, et cetera, uh, Shiva 2024. So we got a lot of great things and we'll come back to people. I just wanna let uh, you know, Chris, that people are commenting here. Okay, so first of all, um, the state, uh, have the rights to administer the elections, right? What kind of machines they use, right? If they're going to do mail-in ballots or non-mail-in ballots, uh, et cetera. Now, the states, um, to get on the ballot, what does that mean? So you go and you get your ballot, right? And they say, okay, you'll see who's running for president. Okay, you have uh, person X, person Y, person Z for president, okay? How do you get to be person X, person Y, person Z, right? If it's Chris Bradley running as a Republican, Dr. Shiva Ayadure running as an independent, Teresa Rosen running as a Democrat. How do you get your names there? Um, because every ballot um, is in every state, right? And the top left part of the ballot, which has a presidential, you have to get on the ballot. So how do you get on the ballot? Well, every state has different rules. Some states say like Vermont, you have to get a thousand signatures, which means people have to say, hey, I want this guy to run for office. Other states like uh, Florida have a rule. It's a certain percentage of how many people voted in the last governor race. So it could be like 100,000 signatures you have to get and so on. And some people say you have to have meetings. And but there's and for independence, it's a, li a little bit different. Bottom line is every state has a different rule, but typically uh, that you have to follow to get on the ballot. Who administers this is called the secretaries of state, SOS, I call them and who are part of a national organization called the National Association of Secretaries of State, okay? So that's how it works. So for me to get on the ballot or for you to get on the ballot, you have to go to every state and you have to follow their process, okay? Now, um, some of the state um, legislatures uh, may be ignorant. They may construe just Article 2, Section 1. They don't know the amendments existed, right? Because remember, a lot of people are dumb about the law right? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is dumb about the law. He can actually run and be president, okay? He has very bad lawyers, okay? But that's who he is, all right? But the point is that secretaries of state um, are likely ignorant of this, even, even though it's clearly constitutional, I can run. So therefore, um, 
we do not, we're very serious about getting on the ballot. We're working very hard. We're doing these videos, right? You guys are working, you're out in Indiana. We wanna make sure that when we collect our signatures, Chris, like you collect your 10,000 signatures <coughs> for me to get on the ballot and you walk into the secretaries, they say, oh, he's not a natural born citizen, Chris. You don't, we don't wanna wait until then, right? We wanna be, we're proactive, right? Um, so that's why in order to preempt that, we want the Attorney General of the United States to notify all the Secretary of State, yes, Dr. Shiva can run for office. It's basically what's called a declaratory relief. So he's basically, he himself, we want him right now to tell all the Secretaries of State, you cannot stop when Chris Bradley comes in and wants to put Dr. Shiva on the ballot, or you can't stop Teresa Rosen in um, Massachusetts when she wants to put Dr. Shiva on the ballot. If you do, you're violating the law and it's unconstitutional. And the reason we want to do this is, is because we're good citizens. We want to proactively inform the secretaries of state. If you do that, you're violating the law. And we don't want to be screwed. We don't want to be in some litigation in 2024, right? We want to do that now. So that's why we have filed. And again, I'm representing myself because lawyers always screw things up, as we saw in Massachusetts, right? Because it's easy to buy them off. They don't really want to go against the government. So we're, we filed in federal court in Washington our lawsuit, which basically tells the court to give us declaratory relief um, to tell Merrick Garland and the election commission's officer that they need to tell all the secretaries of state it will be unconstitutional if you stop Dr. Shiva from getting on the ballot. Okay. Is that clear, Chris? So let me walk through the lawsuit because this is, it's historic. This is the first time everyone, we decided to keep this until July 4th because we want to share this with everyone. Um, again, to those of you joining who are just joining, we just want to let everyone know that what we're discussing today uh, in my interview with Chris Bradley, a truth from the health warrior is um, why the Constitution allows me, an immigrant, naturalized citizen, to be president. And please share this with people because there's a lot of shadow banning that's going on. We used to have 8,000 viewers today. We have 134. Um, and that's what the social media companies do because they want to rig it for one of the establishment candidates. So share this, notify, comment on it. So, so Chris, can I bring up the um, lawsuit we filed? Yes, please. Okay. So let me bring this up. And this is hot off the press. And as you can see, let me go up here. It's his complaint for declaratory relief and injunctive relief in the United States District Court. So it's me, Dr. Shiva, uh, against Merrick Garland in his official capacity attorney general and Gary Thompson, who's a, a board of elections, okay? So let me sort of walk you through this. So first of all, uh, the first part of the lawsuit, and, and to let everyone know, you know, I'm doing this myself. And, and by the way, those of you who believe in the constitution want to support our campaign, um, again, um, go to shivaforpresident.com, become a, um, a, um, get, become a, uh, volunteer, donate to our campaign. Cause we actually go do fighting. You can see our campaign is going to be a fight for the 20 million naturalized citizens in the United States, which have every right to run. And it's an educational campaign for them. Right. So let me go back to the, um, the, um, the, uh, the lawsuit that we just filed and it says nature of action. So basically it says, you know, Dr. Shiva, I'm born in India and a candidate for presidency. 
and I'm seeking a judgment which says de declaring his eligibility to serve as president of the United States, notwithstanding a natural born citizens clause. Chris, one of the things I wanted to share with you is um, a lot of people don't know that the Marquis de Lafayette, who was a French, French, Frenchman, who wasn't even, never even applied for citizenship, was declared um, a natural born citizen. Okay. In the Maryland state legislature, they said he's a natural, and all of his heirs, so they don't even have to be born here. So all of the Marquis de Lafayette's heirs are natural born citizens. The term natural born has never been defined. Okay. Just to give you an idea. So um, again, but just, just, just to let you know that. So let's go back here. So, uh, so if we go here, um, so basically plaintiff American citizen born in India and a candidate for the presidency. So I'm an immigrant, naturalized citizen that I'm saying I, I, I'm, I'm seeking a judgment that we want the Merrick Garland to openly tell all the secretaries of state, hey, he's eligible to serve as president in spite of the Article 2, Section 1. And two, in the alternative, declaring that the qualification of president is a non-justiciable political issue should be determined by the voters. More importantly, we're saying like, not only can I run for president, but I should be allowed on the ballot and the voters should decide, right? It is not the government's, um, uh, the government has no right to participate in this discourse because it's what the people want. It's like a referendum, okay? It's called the political process. So those are the two things. So as we go through this, so that's the nature of the action. Um, and next we have here the venue where we filed it in district court in Columbia, because that's where Merrick Garland is, right? Uh, DC. Um, so that's the venue. And we cite some of the laws there. And who are the parties? Well, this is a very, again, we made the lawsuit very short, okay, very tight. So I'm a, I was born um, in 1963 in Bombay, India. Uh, Merrick Garland is the Attorney General of the United States. And he's ahead of the U.S. Department of Justice. And the duties of the Attorney General include issuing authoritative opinions regarding the meaning of the U.S. Constitution and protecting the civil rights of citizens. This is really a civil rights lawsuit. No different than um, you know, black people being allowed to go into uh, public schools, even though the racists try to keep them out. And then the Department of Justice has a power and authority to supervise state election compliance with civil rights laws and to enter into consent agreements with states. So we're saying, hey, Merrick Garland, we want you to enforce the Constitution right now. So we, so get, um, Chris, you and the other people don't waste their time. Second thing is Gary Thompson is the other defendant in this, who's the a chair of the District of Columbia Board of Election that oversees ballot access for presidential candidate and, and is responsible and administers the election process. So that's, uh, is that clear, Chris? So we have myself against Merrick uh, Garland and Gary Thompson. So here are the statements of facts. So in a case, you know, when you write a case, you have to do the, ven the nature of the action, the venue, and what the statements of facts are. So statements of facts are, I've been a U.S. citizen since November 18th, 1983. I currently uh, reside in Massachusetts. I've been here since 1981. Uh, I've earned four degrees from MIT, um, PhD in biological engineering, two master's degrees, one in mechanical and one in the, uh, from the architecture department of MIT. And my bachelor's is in electrical engineering and computer science. Um, I've contributed a lot to the United States. I'm an engineer, a scientist, an entrepreneur. I created the first email system, uh, internet pioneer, which gave rise a lot of my work gave rise to the multi-trillion dollar industry. I've been awarded patents. I've published in over 100 peer-reviewed uh, publications. I've, I've written 15 books. I've taught at MIT. 
I've been invited to give distinguished lectures in science and engineering at the leading US institutions, including in the NSF, NIH, MIT, Harvard, to name a few. I'm also a recipient of the Fulbright Fellowship Lemelson MIT Award, a Westinghouse Science Award, nominee for the National Medal for Technology and Innovation, and also American Legion Jersey Boy State. So I'm fully integrated into this country. Um, I ran for US Senate in 2018 and 2020, many of you know. Um, and, uh, uh, the, and, and I've declared my uh, candidacy for president. And again, as we said, Chris, Article 2, Section 1, which you just shared here, uh, provides the president must be a natural born citizen. However, the precise meaning of this phrase has never been adjudicated by the Supreme Court. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 has popularly been interpreted to mean that the naturalized citizen could not serve as president, at least prior to the adoption of the Fifth Amendment. So keep that in mind, Chris. Um, so um, maybe I'm going to stop here, Chris, because I think you wanted to ask about the Fifth and the Fourteenth Amendments, right? Let me just come back. I don't know if I, whether you guys, did you see all that, right? Or no? Did I not share that? Uh, we, we caught some of it, but. Okay. Uh, so, no. so I, I just shared the key points here of the background to the lawsuit, okay? And um, the elements here, okay? So one of the key things to represent is that if you just take Article 2, Section 1, and you thought the Constitutionist ended there, you'd say, oh, he can't be, uh, he can't run for office. But the reality is Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 has been interpreted to mean that a naturalized citizen, an immigrant who becomes a citizen like me, uh, could not serve as president. But that was prior to the Fifth Amendment, Chris. Now, upon information and belief, Dr. Shiva's campaign will be hampered by a variety of state and federal officials who refuse to permit ballot access to Dr. Shiva based on his place of birth, based on that ignorance, essentially. Here's the important thing. As I said, in 2011, Abdul Karim Hassan, he wasn't permitted on the, um, based on um, this issue in New Hampshire. And he filed... Um, he filed, uh, uh, the New Hampshire Secretary of State said that will not accept a filing from any person who's not a natural born citizen. So we want to avoid this because Hassan didn't argue this. However, very important to remember is look at the point 21. In that case, the, the FEC, it came after that filing and Hassan was essentially trying to get federal matching funds. He wasn't really fighting on this point. The FEC brought its expertise into the question and issued an advisory opinion that the law certainly permits him to run for president and to collect funds, but a different law prohibits from receiving federal matching funds. Thus, there is no constitutional legal bar to run for president. Does that make sense, Chris? Yes. So the FEC has already ruled that I can uh, uh, run for president, okay? Period. All right? Uh what else should I go through now? Um, yeah, well, I, I guess another thing that yeah. people like to bring up is, well, aren't these elections corrupt? Isn't there a lot of uh, corruption in the election process itself? And do, do you even stand a chance? And, and uh, you know, what what do you plan to use your presidency and, and your run uh, for? And, and how, how are you going to leverage that? Um, well, Let's let's do this, okay? Let's first of all uh, um, realize that I am doing this because we have a massive movement that we're building for truth, freedom, and health globally and in the United States. The other thing is in this lawsuit, Chris, we're not trusting lawyers. We're representing myself, okay? 
So I want to go back to this lawsuit and finish up a couple of things. We've covered Article 2, Section 1, right? Which the Fifth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment came, which superseded that, okay? So I want to go through that and discuss that, if that's okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. So let's go back to this. Okay. So what you see is, um, so when you put a lawsuit together, we have different counts, different things that we're uh, asking the court to do. The first thing we're asking the court to do is declaratory and injunctive relief that plaintiff has a First Amendment right to run for office regardless of quote unquote qualification. The key point to make here, Chris, is that um, it's important for people to recognize that, remember we have something called the First Amendment? The First Amendment, once you're a citizen, gives you the right to run for any office regardless of qualification. This is very important to remember. In fact, imposing qualifications, like to hand out a flyer or a leaflet and even run for office, this is at a base level is violation of the First Amendment. Is that clear? So in theory, according to the First Amendment, a 14-year-old should be able to run for president if, if that person is a citizen, okay? All right, because you cannot even impose these qualifications. So the First Amendment itself supersedes Article 2, Section 1. Does that make sense? It's a very important thing to understand. So the first point in our argument um, is that plaintiff incorporates the above set forth running for office as a core method bringing matters of public concern to the attention of the public. When you run for office, you're exercising your First Amendment right. Given the impact of running for elective office, every citizen possesses a First Amendment right to campaign for office regardless of any collateral issues about qualifications. So this is a very fundamental thing. The Supreme Court has consistently held, quote, the First Amendment has its fullest and most urgent application to speech uttered during a political campaign. When you run for office, running for office, when you're running for political office is the utmost protection of the First Amendment. When I ran for office and the government had Twitter throw me off, that was the grossest violation of the First Amendment. So that's the key point. The highest form of protected speech is when political speech. And the Federal Election Commission has already issued an advisory opinion. This is what they said, stating that there's no provision of the federal law that prohibits a naturalized citizen from running for president, regardless of whether or not the person could ultimately serve as president if elected. Chris, you want to read that to all the audience? This is right out of the FEC. Uh, can you share? Yes, I thought I was sharing, but sorry about that. But I just want to share, this is right about, out of our lawsuit. This is the most important thing people need to get, okay? Okay, advisory opinion, uh, 2011, 15th, uh, September, or September 2nd, 2011, stating that there is no provision of federal law that pro prohibits a naturalized citizen from running for president, regardless of whether or not that person could ultimately serve as president if elected. Right, and the next thing that the FEC said was, further determined that a naturalized citizen was fully entitled under federal law to solicit campaigns funds. So I can, I'm not violating the law by saying donate to the campaign, neither are you. And the next thing is, um, is presumptively, can you read this, Chris? Is entitled to deference. Is, yeah. Yeah, is presumptively entitled to deference by this court as the FEC was issuing an official opinion in its area of expertise. What does that mean? One of the areas of law is that the courts will always defer to an expert, like an agency. 
So we're saying, look, the FEC has already ruled that I can run for president. All we want the courts to do is to make sure Merrick Garland tells all these ignorant secretaries of state. That's all we're doing. Okay. Because again, a lot of people are ignorant. Our campaign is historic for many reasons is by the end of our campaign, every American is going to know a naturalized citizen immigrant can run for and be president. Now that's pretty historic guys, because there's 22 million hardworking immigrants like myself who contribute a lot to this country. They're naturalized citizens. They're, they're right now being ignorantly quote unquote discriminated. Okay. All right. Um, Amanda says, love you, Dr. Shiva. I followed you from the beginning, not the other Trump Kennedy, uh, uh, president Obama Jewish bought and paid for. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, that's, so, so that's the first count, Chris, that the first amendment gives me the right to run for office by in its of, it, of itself. You can run for, anyone can run for office as long as you're a citizen. Okay. Theoretically, even a two-year-old can run, believe it or not. Okay. As long as you're a U.S. citizen. Um, I'm being constitutionally correct here. Okay. So that's the first count. And we want the secretary of state to tell all these, I'm sorry, the, the attorney general to let all the secretary of state, you, if you stop letting him um, from getting on the ballot, when you bring your signatures, Chris, they're violating just the first amendment. Okay. All right. That's one count. The second thing, and make sure if I'm sharing this is now we move to count two, the second count. And by the way, so what are we asking for that? Okay. We say, given the fundamental right uh, to run for office and spread one message, neither the state nor the federal government restrict plaintiff's right to appear on the ballot, period. And so we want Merrick Garland to, to direct the District of Columbia to permit plaintiff to appear on the ballot in the District of Columbia as a candidate. And by the way, once you do that, it sets it in every state. Direct the Department of Justice to issue directives to state and if necessary, enter into consent agreements with the state's election authorities, which is the Secretary of State's clarifying the states may not deny plaintiff access to the ballot based on any alleged lack of qualifications. Is that clear, Chris? That's the first thing. All right. The second thing, now I want to talk about the 5th and 14th Amendments, okay? 5th and 14th Amendments are central to this, okay? We want everyone to understand, again, on Independence Day, there are amendments. We just went over the First Amendment, let's meet a run, and the FEC has already ruled on that, okay? just on de facto First Amendment principles that I can run. So everyone listening, please write that down. The FEC has already ruled that Dr. Shiva can run for office and collect donations, even though he's an immigrant and naturalized citizen. The second principle is the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments, okay? And by the way, if Garland doesn't listen to this and it gets dismissed in the federal court, we'll take it at the appeals court, we'll take this issue all the way up to the Supreme Court, okay? Um, Faith says everyone hit like, right? Uh, it, thanks, Faith. We forgot to do that. All right. So, Chris, can I move on to the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment argument? So, we've already had we have first is for, First Amendment. Let me go on to the um, okay. The Equal Protection Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment states, in relevant part, that quote, no state shall deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. The Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment prohibits states from discriminating against, what does it say, Chris? Uh, would you like to share, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the Equal Protection Clause, what does it say right uh, here? The 14th Amendment prohibits states from discriminating against citizens based on national origin or on status as a naturalized versus a natural born citizen. Right. So this has been already adjudicated over the last hundred years. 
the 14th Amendment prohibits states from discriminating against citizens based on national origin. That means a citizen is a citizen. There's no, you cannot have second class citizens. Oh, Chris, you're a good, you're a citizen at level A. Dr. Shiva is a citizen level B. You see that, Chris? On naturalized citizen. In fact, here are the big cases on McDonald versus City of Chicago in 2010. So, it's called. So that in and of itself. Yeah, that's in and of itself. First Amendment says I can run, okay? 14th Amendment, again, which is passed 100 years uh, ago, clearly says that it uh, irreconcilable with the principles of equality, government by consent, and inalienable rights proclaimed by the Declaration of Independence, which is what we're celebrating today and embedded in our constitutional structure. So that was a very major court ruling which said you cannot have two classes of citizens. Second is Adiron versus Pena. Um, in 1995, reiterating distinctions between citizens solely based on their ancestry are by their very nature odious, which means awful, to free people's institutions are founded on the doctrine of equality. You got that, Chris? So that's the 14th Amendment. So again, uh, people aren't studying history. So the 14th Amendment clearly says you cannot discriminate. So Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution is repealed and abrogated by this. It's overwritten. Does that make sense, Chris? This is a civics class. Yes. Now, 34, accordingly, so far as any state might attempt to deny ballot access to certain individuals based on national origin. So, Chris, when you go try to submit the ballot signature to Indiana, and I'm preparing you for this, Chris, and the Secretary of State says, oh, that guy is a naturalized citizen. Well, that's like saying, like, would be like in the Senate, oh, you're black, right? 1700. You, you, you don't have voting right access, right? That's the same thing. Right. But now we have these amendments that were passed. Right. Based on national or citizen, this constitutes invidious and illegal discrimination. So it's illegal, everyone. If they stop me and I followed all the rules, Chris, to get on the ballot, and they stop me. That is illegal. OK. And Chris, you and I can become plaintiffs in Indiana if they do that. You got it. Chris, is that clear? Yes. Okay. Then it says the F Fifth Amendment. So that was the 14th. The Fifth Amendment requires a federal government. Remember, the 14th Amendment is at the state level. The Fifth Amendment requires a federal government to, pro to provide equal protection for all in the same way as the 14th Amendment of equal protection applies to the state. And this was a very important ruling in Bowling versus Sharp. The Fifth Amendment, basically, after Bowling versus Sharp, incorporated the 14th Amendment. So 14th Amendment says within any state, you have to, you have the equal protection of citizens. The, after Bowling versus Sharp in 1954, the 14th Amendment essentially gets incorporated into the Fifth Amendment because the Fifth Amendment's at the federal level, okay? So accordingly, pursuant to the requirements of the Fifth Amendment of the United States, so we're saying at the, at the state level, they can't discriminate me, and also at the federal level, Chris. Accordingly, pursuant to the requirements of the 14th Amendment, the United States may not discriminate based on national organ as a naturalized citizen. Okay, and there's another case law. Um, and in Schneider versus Rusk, the judge ruled discrimination aimed at naturalized citizens, immigrants, who went through the process like I did, creates indeed a second-class citizenship that is incompatible with the Fifth Amendment. Moreover, a naturalized citizen, quote, becomes a member of the society possessing all the rights. Chris, what does all the rights mean? All of them. Yeah, that means I can run for president and be president, right? All the rights. 
and standing in view of the Constitution on the foot of a native. One of the most important things in 1967, Afrayim versus Rusk. So, Chris, I think you may want to repeat this to the audience. And, you know, I think it's very, very important people understand this. Moreover, a naturalized citizen becomes a member of a society of the society possessing all the rights of a native citizen and standing in the view of the Constitution on the footing of a native. Very plain. Very plain, which means this abrogates repeals Article 2, Section 1. Okay. And then, so therefore, we say, insofar as Article 2, Section 1 might be in, in, interpreted to forbid naturalized citizens from being president, such a doctrine is entirely incompatible with the guarantee of equality found in the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments. So, again, if you are an American and you believe in the Constitution, the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments repealed Article 2, Section 1. The Fourteenth Amendment that came out um, in, in um, is the most significant structural provision adopted since the original framing and has had profound and extensive effect upon the rest of the Constitution, McCreary County, Kentucky versus American Civil Liberties Union in 2005. Think about that. The 14th Amendment is what makes America, America today, right? Just like all the other amendments. For example, the 14th Amendment permits Congress to authorize suits against the state that were previously pro prohibited by the 11th Amendment. Now, why, is, why did I put point 41 in there, Chris, to let, again, the ignorant people know that the 14th Amendment repealed overrules, elements? Uh, yeah, it it's like software, amendment. Chris. You and I write software, right? What's really beautiful about the content, it's like literally you're writing a piece of software, right? So that was version 2.0. When the 14th Amendment came, we have version 3.0 of the Constitution, okay? It's new software. 42, in Fitzpatrick versus Bitzer, the Supreme Court held that the 11th Amendment, the principle of state sovereignty, which it embodies, are necessarily limited by the enforcement provision of the 14th Amendment. This was true despite the fact the 14th Amendment did not explicitly mention either the 11th or uh, 11th Amendment. So, so basically the point is that one amendment can uh, overcome another amendment, okay? So just as the 14th Amendment necessarily limited earlier provisions of the Constitution, the Fifth Amendment uh, limits earlier provisions of the Constitution that are incompatible. So bottom line is, insofar as Article 2, Section 1 appears to permit discrimination, that's what it did, right, Chris? So you could say, if you were living, so anyone who says that I cannot run and be president might as well believe in slavery. Can right? we go back real quick to the previous thing you just mentioned? Yep. So just because it didn't explicitly mention, it still overrides the previous amendment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's I think point. that's important for everybody to understand. Right. It doesn't have to explicitly say it. Right. So it's so the point, the main point 45 is a natural born provision of the Constitution in so far as appears to permit the invidious, which means the egregious national origin discrimination is irreconcilable and is abrogated, which means repealed and implicitly repealed by the Equal Protection Clause the Citizenship Clause, and the Privileges and Immunity Clause of the 14th Amendment, as well as the Equal Protection Guarantee of the Fifth Amendment. Accordingly, any discrimination against presidential candidates by either the states or federal government are unconstitutional and null and void. So in this case, we're asking the Attorney General to declare that the natural-born natural provision of the United States Constitution is irreconcilable and has been abrogated. We want the Attorney General to basically tell the states, look, it's already been taken care of. Get up to speed. Don't live as you're some white slave owners, you know, whipping black people in the 1700s. Okay. That's all we want them to do. It's like, Hey, wake up. Constitution is here. Okay. 
And then we want them to direct uh, the, the uh, you know, the secretaries of state. Hey, Dr. Shiva can be on the ballot. And if you violate it, you're violating the law. OK, you're violating the law of the land, which people fought to fought for in all these wars and the War of Independence, et cetera. The final thing, Chris, is that um, I think you may want to ask me about this and I'll come back to this, is that we're also saying that the political process should rule. And by the way, let me bring some very interesting comments. Um, Faith says, Dr. Shiva has a right to be president in America because she has fallen. Uh, Stephen Hook says, Shiva for president. Um, uh, let's see. Doc, if you need a mod, okay, love you. Been following you since you had 40 subscribers. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, Jeffrey Bolliara says, right action at the right time with the right people. We continue to bring original research. Excellent, Jeffrey. Valuable education, innovative solutions. We're here to educate. That's what our, I mean, our run for presidency is fighting for the Constitution, Chris. We're not saying we're going to do it when we get there. We're doing it here and now. And I think that's very important for people to understand. We are a campaign of action. We fight for America here and now. Everything we do. Go ahead, Chris. And I think you wanted to ask about the political process question. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, that was great. That was like civics 101 really going over. And I'm glad you took the time to educate us like you always do. But yeah, so let's segue back to the, the point that everybody has about elections themselves and, and them being corrupt. And, uh, you know, how, how do you uh, how do you oppose such a corrupt system? And, and you know, what do you hope to do and accomplish uh, by running? And then. Uh, yeah, just give, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, look, the bottom line is the entire constitution, the process was set up to engage people bottoms up and people forget this. It's called a political process. That's, for example, why we have the concept of referendums, right? It's always to bring people into the process, bottoms up movements. And this is what the founders wanted. And our campaign is saying the future is about you. It's not about me running for office. I just happen to be a humble catalyst who has studied system science, understands we need to think beyond left and right, and I educate people. And I want other people to educate people. But the fundamental issue here, this is about building a bottoms-up movement. So changes always come bottoms-up. How did the women get the right to vote, Chris? It was Susan B. Anthony begged to the Democrats, and they laughed her out. They go, get the hell out of here. What do you mean a woman should be able to vote? By the way, um, in the 1920s, when women were fighting for the vote, Afghan women already had the right to vote. OK, so just to give you an idea that they, the, the government and the representatives, the politicians laughed Elizabeth, um, uh, 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 you know, out of the, the, uh, the you know, um, government. And she had to what did she do? She went and built a bottoms up movement, the suffragettes, and they went and got signatures. Right. So it's about building a bottoms up movement. So everything we do is about building a bottoms of movement. We want to put power back into people. By the way, every Thursdays at 8 p.m., we do a town hall. And you can go sign up for it at vashiva.com slash orientation or Shiva for President. That's the open house, shivaforpresident.com slash um, uh, town hall, where we're taking every major issue, Chris, and we're we're not waiting to get elected. We're teaching people the healthcare solution, which is boost your immune system. We're teaching people education, which is learn the science of systems. So we're already doing the work of a president. In many ways, I'm running as a president in exile. You could talk about it, okay? And our movement is here, all right? Um, but part of this notion of the political process, we put this in our lawsuit. Not only do we want Merrick Garland to educate all these secretaries, say, hey, Dr. Shiva can run. 
It's already been looted by the FEC because he has First Amendment rights. Number two, he's a citizen and you cannot discriminate between a natural born and a native born. It's already been decided 100 years ago by the 14th Amendment. Number three is that let the political process decide. Let the people of the United States decide, the citizenry who can vote, right? They should decide. So we've given three arguments to Merrick Garland. All three are very strong arguments. So let me show the third argument, okay? Here's the third argument, which says count three, declaratory and injunctive relief, okay? Um, that the qualifications for president is a non-justiciable political issue that is determined by the voters and hence cannot be interfered with state or federal. What non-justiciable, it doesn't mean non-justifiable. Non-justiciable means that this should be a political process, even if you don't believe in the other two. So again, we say, although Article 2 discuss qualifications for president, the constitution does not provide any mechanism for enforcing this provision. Also fails to, nowhere is natural born citizen defined. Point 50 is there's no enforcement mechanism. Um, there's no enforcement mechanism. The qualifications for president appears to be a non-justiciable political issue that is in effect left up to the voters themselves. A controversy we define is non-justiciable when it involves a political question and the determination of the issue is vested with the political process. So what we're saying is it is that the running, who runs for office is a political process issue and that should be left, therefore it should be a political process. And there's a very important Nixon versus US case. Now, article one of the constitution says that no person shall be a representative who shall not have attained the age of 25 years and been seven years a citizen of the United States but further provides that, quote, each house shall be the judge of the elections, returns and qualification of its own members, and see Burton versus U.S., which said the Senate is made by the Constitution the sole judge of the qualifications of its members, just as article provides for qualification for elected representatives, but leaves it up to the political process to adjudicate these elections. So you see the political process decides the qualifications, Chris. Article 2 also appears to leave the issue to the political process. So therefore no state or federal executive official should be permitted to refuse to allow a candidate. We're basically saying the secretaries of state, Chris, they're just one person, cannot refuse me to run for office just on this justiciability issue, okay? On an assertion the candidate does not meet the qualifications. And then again, we ask the Garland to issue the statements to say, um, you understand Dr. Shiva can get on the ballot and you will not interfere with that process. So we have three arguments, Chris, three very powerful arguments we put into this historic lawsuit. Number one, First Amendment. Number two, Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment. Number three, it's a non-justiciable issue. There you go. And we've educated people today on July 4th on the fact that an immigrant who's a natural born citizen can indeed run for office, okay? So what I thought we'd do, Chris, is we could take Q&A, okay? Um, so everyone, listen, we, we're going to do something. Now, I only have one phone. So if you call and I'm not able to take it, uh, please mind you, we didn't set up our call-in thing, which we've done before. But I'm going to give people uh, my cell phone number, okay? Uh, how many candidates will do that, okay? Here you have my personal cell phone number. Call me anytime you want with any questions. Believe it or not, I actually return your calls. Or join us every Thursday. Uh 11 a.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. Eastern uh, for discussion with other Truth, Freedom, Health Warrior members. Go to vashiva.com slash orientation uh, to sign up. 
Yeah, Chris, do you want to tell people sort of your journey and what you learned from being while I'm while I'm setting this up uh, to be a, a a warrior? Yeah, so it's very fascinating for me. You know, I've been kind of standoffish from uh, movements and stuff in the past, but uh, your uh, approach uh, with the science of systems has been really eye opening to me, and it's it's always been the missing piece that uh, I, I kind of had a, a an instinct and like an, an instinct toward it but i didn't have like an actual name for it and so the science of systems is uh is key in understanding on how all the the different seemingly uh disconnected pieces of the world are actually interconnected in very complex ways and, and you know using the science you're able to actually make a mental model of the actual world that we live in and you're able to predict things uh before they happen and so it's it's not magic it's it's science and uh i love i love the education aspect of your platform and uh and, and you know educating people you know starting from the, for you know immediately out the gate you're not waiting to become president you're giving solutions today yeah so, so we have we have for the big areas chris we have six solutions and also we want people to get educated so everyone one of the ways you can support everything we do and the movement is go to truthfreedomhealth.com and if you don't know where that is. Let me just show you this. Um, if you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, and this is really for you. You know, this is an invention, an innovation that I created. Um, it's an invention, which is a system. It's a learning system. It's a community. But go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, go watch the video that I just played you. You can go get gear. We can meet. We have uh, hundreds of thousands of people in 120 countries. You can hear stories. But most importantly, this entire uh, tool and this process is about teaching you wisdom. We want you to learn the science of systems so you become wise, you become an activist, innovative and organized, and you're not caught into these worlds of ignorance. Let me go here where you're all confused and you're into the left or the right or desperate. We want you to be in this world of um, you know, knowledge. And so we've created a way that you can get empowered, but you have to go study. You have to put a little bit of time and we've made it very accessible you make a small contribution. And then once you sign up, you can give this to as many children. Oops, um, I think I lost that, Chris. Did I lose that? Bring that back. Yes, you did. Yeah. You so I want to encourage everyone to go become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar. It's a way that you support yourself and you also support all the great things we do. All right, so if anyone has a question, and if you're not, we will, you can call 617-631-6874. And you can call in and I'll pick up and we can have a conversation. Maybe we'll take three or four calls, Chris. Um, any questions on what we've covered, what Chris has sort of uh, taken us through, right? Articles, Chris, you took us to Article 2. But again, to those of you joining, new is the conversation we're having today is um, why a, a native-born or a natural-born immigrant like myself can actually become a... Um, uh, a naturalized citizen can actually become president of the United States. That's what we're discussing right here. So that's the title, right? Um, so let me go back to that's what we're discussing right now. Okay. We want people to celebrate, but recognize that I have the rights as a immigrant to become a U.S. citizen. Okay. So we have our first caller here, Chris. So let me go to this. Let's bring our person in. Um, great. Hi, who do we have on the call today? Shiva, this is your look. This is your daughter. You have a, a black daughter. This state. <laughs> oh, okay. Great to have you. 
How you doing? Good. What's your question? And where are you from? Tell us a little bit of where you are. Maybe so. Thanks for calling. I'm I'm, I'm from Louisiana, and I have um I have a lot of people want to support you because I'm very very political. I'm sorry, you know, for good things. We need to change because America has fallen all the way down. And I feel that you have rights. It's your constitutional rights. You've been here since, you've been a citizen since six. And you do have the right to run for president. That is the law. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know, it's really interesting because um, what's really interesting is, you know, when the law has been around, even, you know, you go to, uh, you know, when, um, the attorney general had to send in troops, right? So that um, young uh, um, black child could go to school. Do you remember that in the sixties, right? Um, yeah. The law was already there. The law was not was, being, yeah. And it can't be changed. It cannot be changed because it was it's there. Yeah. So with that being said, you have the right to run for president. I'm a paralegal and for federal and state and they cannot do you wrong because it would be discrimination exactly hey listen you should um we should we should yeah it'd be really too bad you can't get on live but it'd be great to do a follow-up live with you um you have my uh phone send me your information because i want you to connect you up with some of the people down south in louisiana yeah that's exactly i mean i mean i know like big 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 people you would believe i, I know big people so all right, let's do it because we need we need a strong person in Louisiana to get us on the ballot there. So I want you to help lead that effort. Awesome. Yeah. So what was your first name again? It's Faith. Faith. Okay. Thanks, Faith. I see you chat. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. Say, I say Faith on here, but my my real name is Samantha. Okay. Yeah, I see that. There you are. So yeah, there you are. I just put your uh, tweet up. You said, Dr. Shiva has a right to run for president. That's the law. Faith, please get involved. Text me all your information so we can follow up with you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Great thank to have you. you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Faith. Well, okay. Thank you for all, all your blessings. Thank you. Hey, Chris. I'm sorry. Hey, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I can say hello to Chris. Yeah, Chris is up in Indiana. So you'll, oh, yeah. And, and then, you know, every, th come to the open house, but I, just text me all your information. You can text it right here. Thanks, Faith. And when you come in Louisiana, we could be setting all that up and getting back. Definitely. We're, we're planning a national tour, so we'll I definitely. Am a pastor. I am a pastor, but I don't go by titles, but I do have a lot of pull. And okay. And what you know is who you know. Yep. We'll let's, yep. Let's, let's do that. Thank you. Thanks, Faith. Right. Thank you so much for okay. calling. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Nah. There you go. So that's, we have an amazing person, Faith, who is an activist on the ground, you know, Sometimes people have been discriminated before I actually get this, you know, the journey of black people in the United States overcoming slavery and all the discrimination to get to their fundamental rights. People understand that. And I think a lot of native born people, frankly, don't love this country anymore because they don't even want to fight for it. And guys like me who come from another country, who've seen other things and have worked hard, perhaps I don't want to say this. We value the Constitution even more. So it has to be defended. The law is already there. I can run for office, be president of the United States. It's all a matter of people catching up. You know, 10 years from now, Chris, no one's even going to question. They're going to go, wow, it was obvious. It's obvious Dr. Shiva can run. So, so if you want to be on the cutting edge of history, join our campaign. If you want to be in some type of Jim Crow segregation, 
you know, go join the Republicans and Democrats because they're always 20, 50, 100 years behind, right? Especially this scumbag racist guy like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., okay? So thank you, but that's a technical term that I used to describe him. It's the only best curse words I have, you know? I wish I had better ones, but if you have any idea, let me know. So anyway, um, just call in everyone. So if you have a question, you can call in right now on any of the things that we've covered here. As, as Chris, I think we really did a civics lesson here for people. We did a public service. Any questions? Is it clear to everyone? It's unequivocal that me, a native, natural, naturalized citizen, can run for president and become president. So if anyone tells you otherwise, please, you know, educationally slap them upside the head and tell them to watch this video. Okay. All right. Um, Lambs Grace says, thank you, Faith in Texas. So anyway, if you guys just want to call in, say hello, it's fine. It's, it's a wonderful day. Chris, what else? What else should we cover? So again, the phone number is 617-631-6874. We had uh, Faith just call in. It's 628. Chris, what else we got? Any other issues you want to cover? Uh, I Yeah, I just, I think it's important to address the issue of the systemic cor corruption in the system itself. Yeah, one, we have someone else coming in, Chris. Hold on. Uh, All right, sounds good. We, we have, uh, hold on. Hello, good afternoon, good evening. This is Dr. Shiva. Who, who do we have the pleasure of uh, calling in? Hey, this is Jeff, man, calling from Shenandoah Valley, Virginia, man. Oh, great to have you, Jeff. What do you do out there? And what's your comment, question? Go ahead. Great to have you. Well, uh, I'm an energy efficiency consultant. Uh, okay. However, uh, yeah, uh, things are great. Uh, the garden is wonderful. I uh, have been growing nasturtium. It's been popping out. I've been eating about four or five flowers every day. Wait, what have you been growing? Oh uh, yeah, eight oh nasturtium flowers. Uh huh. What I've are... got eight varieties of uh, tomato plants. Uh huh. I've got some Walla Walla sweet onions. I've got uh, <laughs> four different types of shards: a rainbow. Uh, let's see, uh, mustard greens, uh, squash, zucchini. Wow. Uh, collard greens, snow peas, and. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do a few, few fruit trees in the future. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I'm, re I'm really glad. I grew up around the D.C. area. So, you know, uh, I was a little more you know, politically involved just being in that magnet area of uh, the nation's capital. However, um, I, I'm really, uh, you know, stoked to be saying hello, and I, I wish you well, and uh, I think that you're really funny when you and Owen Benjamin were riffing on uh, JRFK Jr. <laughs> He's got like a, a frog in his throat or something. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to understand yeah. these, these, uh, by the way, someone just said, uh, Naturzian flowers are wonderful food. Um, but oh, anyway, yeah. Jeff, the bottom line is this. All of these people have never earned anything. I don't know what the Kennedy could. He got fired. He couldn't even make the bar. He was thrown out of the uh, the uh, DA ship. This guy can't even get in. Can't even go through high school. His mama and papa have to make phone calls to get him into Harvard. Why is this guy even running for president? You have a heroin addict. Now he's a, a testosterone addict. Okay. And by the way, it hits the same molecular pathways. Okay. Very similar molecular pathways as addictive drugs. So this fool, and, and what's really funny, Jeff, is all of these grifters, 
these other more. So it's basically one moron surrounded by other morons. Like it's like uh, in the Russian. Remember when Russia and the Tsar time, like all these hemophiliacs, subhumans, basically non-humans were supporting each other. And that's why if you have Russell Brand, you have all these conservative grifters who are supporting this fool. It's quite extraordinary. It's I mean, it's very enlightening the way you figured out that whole Twitter scam before, you know, the mainstream. And it's, I think it's funny when you say, you know, fucker Carlson. Yeah, this fucker Carlson. I think, look, fucker Carlson is his actual name. I went and looked at his birth certificate. It was fucker Carlson, then it was changed to Tucker. Because it's, it's so funny. it was fucker. It, and it's funny. That's funny. That's what yeah, happened. I, I watch this. I watch this one other YouTuber. He's a really good guy. Days of Noah. You should try and connect with him. He uh, is is talking about. You know, he talks about technology. He's a really smooth cat. Well, why don't you what, look? Do do this to let everyone know, Jeff. You're bringing anyone out there who knows actually. Uh, uh, non-discriminatory. See, these people are actually racist and discriminating right. people because if Russell Brand, who's a moron, lets Kennedy on, he doesn't put me on, that's actually a form of election interference, right? Because he sucks up to Kennedy. So anyone out there we know, Jeff, who's a podcaster, I don't care if they're small or large, we're going to give them the opportunity to interview me because at least they are good human beings. So anyone out there, you know a podcaster, Jeff, you called them up, you know how busy I am, and do that could be something you could do, okay? Well done, well done. And is it an independent ticket you're, you're going for? We're running as an independent. Yeah, we're running as independents. Really cool, man. We should, uh, you know, just start out here in the countryside, you know, uh, throw some street fairs and just just know, organize it. Good thing Jeff, Jeff come, come, to, come to our open house, the town hall, get involved, become a warrior scholar. But we need you on the ground. Text me your information right here, Jeff, so I can connect you to people. Okay. Same number. Cool. I'm, I'm right in the country. So yeah. Forty five minutes outside. Yeah, but but you get you you. I mean, you're, you're the great person. You're running your own garden there. You're right in alignment with everything we do. You've you found your tribe here. Get involved. You need to help us get us on the ballot in West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So someone here says New York. Thank you, Jeff. Someone says New York redneck. Awesome. I'll interview you. Great. So New York Redneck, you can text me right here at 617-631-6874. Give me your information. Heather, um, we'll connect with you and we'll set it up. Listen, this is our campaign. We don't, we don't have to suck up to anyone. That's why we can have freedom to expose the scumbag known as Robert Doofy Kennedy, whose wife hung himself because he was banging every woman and kept the diary of it. She saw the diary. And he, he basically encouraged her to go hang herself, buried his wife, Chris. Do you know the story? Buried her, did public shots of her in a coffin. Then the next day, pulled out her body because that's how much he hated his own wife and put it somewhere else. Okay, we have no, someone else calling. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. How are you? Hello. Hi, who's this? Angela Hi, Angela. Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what's your comment or question. Okay, um, I'm from Staten Island, New York. Okay. And, and I'm concerned about the corruption. Like, you exposed that backdoor portal, portal with Musk, but nothing is done about it. So what about, you know, I believe in everything you do, but what about the corruption with the, with the uh, what you talked about, you know, letting the Secretary of State know that, you know, 
this is this is illegal, but they may they may do it anyway because it's so corrupt. So that's what my concern is, and my question is around that the corruption. What's right. going to be done about the corruption? Well, so so you you so uh, Angelo, thank you for calling. Angel Angelo's from New York. If people didn't hear, he's saying, "Hey, look, you expose the backdoor portal, and they haven't done anything." But this is what's happened. The problem that happened to them, Angelo, is we expose them. We half a billion people now around the world know that we exposed it. Okay, and they know it wasn't done by fucker Carlson. It wasn't done by Elon Musk. It was done by us. And so what's going on is, Angelo, is that. The important thing is an independent movement, an independent person like me expose it without any funding from them. So that's a victory right there. Number two, that's why they're scrambling to make A, the fact I did it, not give me credit for it. It's not about me, but it was done by an independent movement. So we can see, we can learn from this. They do not want to give credit to independent movements because if they gave me the limelight, it would make fucker Carlson irrelevant. It would make this dude Jay Bhattacharya and all their stupid Missouri versus Biden lawsuit uh, irrelevant because we did it here. So if you just saw the judge just ruled that the government institutions, he gave a PI because of all the work we've done, that's our victory and a victory we got here. So the point is that we have to build the independent movement, Angelo, and that's what we're doing. So we have many, many victories here. Number two, if the sec so that's why you should get involved. If the secretary of state in, let's say New York stops me from getting on the ballot, guess what? We will file a lawsuit there. Just no different than if they didn't allow a black child to go to a public school. I, I do understand that, of course, but I'm afraid that that's what they're gonna. I mean, that they, that's what exactly what they might do. Yeah, but let them let them do that every time. Look, they don't expect. Look at how much stuff we expose. We're the ones who expose yeah. Fauci. We're the ones who, and it went it went all over the world. I I was, you know, when I was flying, I, I, I had my signature on, you know. Um, terminate that guy. Yeah, but fire Fauci. But prison. but the important thing is you did it, Angelo, and history will know that we did it first. It wasn't booby effing Kennedy. And that right. shows it is the in, the reason they're reacting to us right now. The reason Robert Kennedy's even running is because of our movement, because they need to bring people back into their establishment. You follow? Okay, I understand that. This is very better. important to understand. So we have to keep escalating our movement to shatter the swarm. So the way you can do that is in New York, um, text me your information. I want to hook you up with our New York people. Let's get me on the ballot. Let them try to stop us, man. We'll file lawsuits in every state. And you guys will have this very powerful experience of fighting them. But they can't, they're going to lose this lawsuit. I'm telling you, it's a violation of the First Amendment, Fourth Amendment. They're done. The problem okay, is all these, we have the courage to fight. The most important thing, Angel, Angelo, is to fight doesn't matter if you win or lose. The important right. thing is we fight. If you don't fight, then you're basically sitting uh, like a desperate person. That's what they want. Oh, I can't do anything. The world sucks. No, look at all the that, victories we've gotten. I respect you so much because you're yeah. the only fighter. Yeah, but I respect you because you signed that, but now get involved. My goal is to have you know thousands of fighters across the United States where people start seizing the day not giving your future to some fool called Trump or some fool called Kennedy because they have golden plated toilets and they don't give a damn about you. We have to care about ourselves, Angelo. Okay, Dr. Sheen. So get involved. So text me your information and simple thing you could do. We've made it simple. You can help us collect ballot signatures. You can help us. And we have lots of people in New York who've reached out and you can help contact them. It's going to be a ground game. I already, I ordered, I 
I ordered some of your, your sticker, you know. From oh, my excellent. Car. Oh, yes. You remind me. Look, one of the things everyone can do, I'm, I'm not a good of a salesperson here, but I should be, but everyone can do, um, uh, uh, I should learn how to be more of these, like these money grubbing candidates. <laughs> but it's hard for me to do that. We are actually give people stuff. Thanks, Angela. But Angela, let me just share this with you. Um, you know, when you guys donate to our campaign, we give you stuff, okay? This is a campaign of generosity. But if you go here and you go to our shop right here, um, D'Angelo said he, order a bumper sticker. Order exactly. more. But if you order one of these bumper stickers, I actually give you stuff, okay? You order a bumper sticker, you'll actually get access to courses and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But order one of these bumper stickers. And if you put it on the back of your car, 100,000 people will see it per day. So just go do that right now. Order these bumper stickers. I just put the uh, link here for everyone. I will put that on. Yeah. Definitely and it's, it's a simple thing everyone can do. Um, and it's a, it's an act of defiance. It's an act of support. So I'm just, I put the link up there. Everyone go get a bumper sticker um, and support the campaign. Thank you, Angelo. Great, great you called. Very nice of you. I, you know, I grew up in the uh, New Jersey, New York area. So it's good to. I know. I know okay. all about you. All right, right, Angela, get involved. Get involved, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Angela, text me, okay? Text me with your contact, Angela. Okay. All right, who else do we have? 640, Chris, you want another five minutes? Is that all right with you? Yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to touch back on our previous caller's uh, comment. He had mentioned uh, about how it was pressing of you to, to see the whole Elon thing coming down the road and, you know, calling it out. And it's, it's through the science of systems that you were able to predict this. And so, you know, people really need to come and join our, our open house uh, every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern. And you, you're going to learn the science of system. You're going to connect with other people like me who actually give a shit, who are on the ground, uh, you know, striving to change this country for the better. And I'll just, you know, I, I'm reminded uh, of this famous quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt's speech, the credit belongs to a man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. Yeah. Thanks. That's a great quote. Basically, you have to fight. There's, you know, in Cyrano de Bergerac, when he ends his play, he basically says, it doesn't matter even if you get defeated horribly, you have to fight. Because when we leave this planet, I believe you'll judge yourself, forget a God judging, you'll judge yourself by did you take bold and courageous stands for truth and freedom and health? Um, Grace at God just put out a statement. She goes, I mean, Ray Tomlin said he, he, he did it, but I believe 14 year old boy created email system. So what is your plan to claim this? You did it after you become president. Look, here's the reality. There's nothing to, I already have it. Let's just be very, again, this is truth, which has already been done. Here's my copyright guys. All right, where is it? Right here. Everyone see that? I have the US copyright for the invention of email. Now, do I have to be a white dude with blue eyes and my last name has to be fucking Einstein to get credit for this? 
This is so freaking obvious. I created email. I have the copyright. This is legal. And at that time, that was so I wrote the code, named it email, got the copyright. Now, do I have to be a dumpy looking white dude with glasses and a nerd? And I have to be anointed by the military industrial complex? That's not truth. That's not what this country is about. There's legalities here. I have the first US copyright saying that I invented email, period. It's already done. The only thing is just like we're trying to do with this natural born naturalized citizen, it is up to you guys to educate your neighbors. It's not a singular fight by me. We, yeah, I invented email, period. And some, and anyone who doesn't like that, more than likely is a racist, period. Let's go to the next caller. Hi, how are you? Hello? Hello? Yes, hi, this is Dr. Shiva. Who am I speaking to? Yes, hi, this is Paul. Is it Dr. Shiva? Yes, Paul, where are you from? I'm from Colorado, Colorado Springs here. Okay. I am very impressed by everything that you're doing, and uh, I've been watching you over the past couple of weeks, and your video about this swarm was just so incredible. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, get it out to everyone else, and if you're in Colorado, Paul, get involved. That's one of the ways that you can, um, you know, support what we're doing here. It's you getting involved and you even putting a bumper sticker up, you coming to our open house and getting involved is how we change the world. I, I, I'm only one person. Absolutely. I have a question for you about uh, how to use or what are your thoughts about artificial intelligence and uh, creating a governance platform for political purposes for, to help you or to bring Americans together? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so you're asking a great question, Paul. So Paul's question is, what about using AI in the world of governance and politics? Look, the bottom line is you have morons like Kennedy. You know, he scares people. Oh, AI is horrible. You know, vaccines are good. And another day, vaccines are good. Ukraine, the guy's a fucking idiot, okay? And that, again, is a technical term you should use, okay? When we look up fucking idiot in the dictionary, it should point to Robert effing Kennedy, okay? The reason I say that is AI is not good or bad, right, Paul? It's like saying yeah. the printing press is bad. Paper is bad. Ooh, papyrus is bad. Ooh, windmills are bad. Ooh, these are innovations made by humans. The issue is for whose interests are they used, right, Paul? That's what the swarm video was about. If they're used for power, profit, and control, the goal will be AI will be used to possibly say, you know, to create an Elysium of a million people and get rid of everyone else. And we all have our robots. If it's used on behalf of our interests, the working people, we can use it for some phenomenal things, political process, governance. You could probably eliminate most of the bureaucracy in Washington using AI. I believe you could in fact use AI for adjudication because the um, formal logic, the law should be driven by logic. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And AI can actually follow logic. Instead of, I mean, if you used AI systems to administer justice, every Kennedy would probably be in jail because they couldn't pay off people, okay? So AI can be used for subjugating uh, the swarm uh, into prison, right? And they probably don't want AI to be used for that, but they will likely use AI to subjugate us and manipulate us. So I think it really comes down to not to AI, Paul. The issue is who is determining how AI is being used. You see, who owns the training data, right? Who owns how the algorithm settings are set? I'll give you an example in governance in elections. You know, what I discovered with all the pioneering work I did in Arizona on the ballot images, you know, the private companies are, they're basically using AI. When you 
fill in a ballot, what is determining if that ballot got filled in like the circle? That's done by an AI setting. You see what I'm saying? Some machine coding, which says, if this, choose this. You see what I'm saying? Who is yeah. deciding those policies? You have a lot of idiotic legislatures who, who probably slept in, in the back of the classroom, don't even know what math is, don't even know what an image is, none of these things. So one of the things, Paul, I think needs to be done is that policies need to be set on understanding the, the, the phenomenological points in AI, right? Like training data, who owns training data? If a private company is surveilling people and using the training data, who owns them? Hold on one second. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking, who's this? Hey, this is Gisela Andre from uh, Norway. Hold on one second, Gisela, I'm gonna bring you right back. Um, so does that answer your question, Paul? I really think the issue is the governance issue. We can use AI in many, many ways, but right now, as long as you have these people running AI, they're gonna use it for their interests. Can I ask one more thing? Yes. In that Swarm video, it was really incredible to see how you connected all the dots. And I was thinking that all the individuals, all the corporations and all the non-for-profits are bound by some kind of intelligence that is not just happening on its own, that there are agreements, that there are certain uh, variables about obedience and how everybody has to, has to come together and that they probably have artificial intelligence helping everybody come together. Is it possible that we can have something <coughs> similar for us Americans, for you, to help with that movement bottom up using a similar process yes. that they have? Yeah, so, so, so Paul, so you're at... Now the foundations of that process are important. We are basing our, so it's easy to code AI once you understand the foundational principles. That's what we've done with the science of systems. Their principles are based on man-made non-natural principles. And then they code their AI to help them do their swarm intelligence. We have a similar thing that we could code. It's a great idea. We could do that. Get involved, Paul. Come, you text me yeah, your information. Absolutely. Text me your information. Yeah, we need- yeah, yeah, join the word, but we need you to help us on the ground there. But great to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great question. Thank you. Okay, we have Norway here. Go ahead, Norway. Tell us who you are. Sorry to keep you holding. No, that's totally fine. I'm just shocked <coughs> that I got, you know, and I'm starstruck. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot. But yeah, I'm sitting here just drawing uh, posters and uh, yeah. Oh, uh, seriously, I'm starstruck. You're my biggest uh, inspiration. Seriously, uh, where, where, you know, do do you know Kinara Lundberg in Norway? No, no, but I'm going to contact her. I watched the other day. Yes, yeah. yes, please, um, please connect with Kinara. She, she's amazing. She's an artist. Yeah. Um, she's one of our truth and health warriors. So I just got off my ass, like you said. We have to, and uh, uh, yeah. I'm, it's it's another life for me now. It's totally another life. I'm just uh, been out uh, purchasing um, things to draw with and making posters and uh, just trying to spread the word, spread the word. Um, yeah, word uh, word of mouth, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I think just, I think the I'm best. Starstruck. I'm starstruck, seriously, because uh, you're my biggest idol, seriously. Yeah. Well, it's great to ha have you. You know, one of the things is you're doing this alone, but if you connect with other people in Scandinavia, with people in uh, Denmark, Norway, Finland, get connected because then, you know, you you seem like you're very committed. 
But when you connect with other people, it'll get you even more excited and make make sure you don't feel lonely. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'll I'll bring you on shortly. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just gonna be short. I'm just you're a big inspiration. Uh, I hope uh, most you know, all Americans get to hear about you because it's 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 not a pick even. Uh, you're 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 the you're the guy. Uh, there's no. There's no, there's no, there's no debate, you know. The, if people only knew about you, everyone they would pick you. Uh, what? Well, that uh, that you made a very good point. What's really interesting is these people are so afraid of me and our movement because when they put me on stage or on a major TV show, mm-hmm. there's dead, there's silence. People are like where the where the hell has this guy been? He's one of us. So they purposely, they purposely make me invisible, but we don't care. That's why the future is we don't, we want to win on our own terms. We don't want to sucker up to them. And I don't, that's why guys like you, even though you're in Norway, you getting online, creating posters, letting people know simple things, everyone, there's 8 billion of us. And these people by, by the way, are on drugs. They're screwed up. They have no values. They have no morality. They all are in their little clique. We can destroy the swarm if each one of us just does a little thing every day. Just a little yeah, thing. They, they, had, they would have no, no, no chance in a debate with you. You would destroy them, you know, and that's where they're so afraid. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm saying is they never let – it's like uh, – I give you an example. I've suffered this all my life. It's like because I think I'm sincere and I work hard. When I was in seventh grade and I came to the United States, it was very funny. By the way, I wasn't just a nerd. I played sports, you know, enjoyed all those things. Um, yeah, yeah. And here's, an, here's, here's an interesting, listen to the story. It's interesting. So my, remember in 1970s, there weren't a lot of Indians here. We were one of the few people who came here. And I was in chemistry class and I was an A plus student, you know, passed on everyone. And then the the school decided to hold a competition of who was the best chemistry student. And they said they were going to have an exam. They didn't invite me to participate in the exam. I mean, it's like my whole life has been like they're afraid to even let me compete. It's forget even competing and losing. They don't even want to let me compete. So I remember my mom and my dad, I was so upset at home. And they were like, why are you upset? They said, said, I I told my parents, they don't want to let me compete. So my mom and my dad who worked, my mom worked two jobs. My dad used to work until all night, you know, and he came home that day early. They, yeah, yeah. They got in their car and they drove to that high school, which was a predominantly all Jewish high school at the time. And all my friends were Jewish kids who, by the way, would go to Israel and they come back. They wanted to kill every Palestinian. It was really fucked up to watch this. And, and they promoted themselves as the chosen people of the world. So my dad went to the school and he said, do you know what you're doing? He goes, you're not even letting him compete. And he's got a hundred on every exam. And he goes, do you know, do you want to create another Hitler with my son? He goes, that's what you're doing. And that scared the shit out of them. It was very funny. And then they let me participate and I won. But this is the kind of shit I've been having to deal with all my life. I have the copyright for the invention of email. What's your excuse for not letting you compete? Pure racism. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, they don't, they talk about meritocracy and they let this brown fool Vivek. 
this yeah, other they went they they go find other Indian guys mm. to fill in the brown quota because they don't want people to see this brown guy. It's really fascinating. Yeah, brilliant, and uh, you can't have that. No. Yeah. So th that's what I I'm saying. So so I I. You had enough. You fucking had enough now. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking had enough, and I think most other people have. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. most other people have fucking had enough too. That's why when I say fucking Robert Kennedy, it's expressing yeah. a righteous anger at this prick, who should I not even be on the stage. Why is he getting no. so much visibility? And I've worked harder than him. This is pure yeah. discrimination. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Get involved. I got to take this other call, but I'm so glad you called. Get involved. Take all that anger and let's defeat these guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay. We have Canada. How are you? Who's this? This is Jason Esty. Hi, Dr. Shiva. Jason, how are you doing? What's your question? Comment. Well, my question is and comment would be I've been thinking about this a long time, wondering if you were going to get your boots on the ground hold on one second hold on one second jason i just want to hello mark can you just hold on one second while i finish up with jason sure okay yeah so you were asking about boots on the ground boots on the ground doing speeches because as i think you know and many people do you're an amazing speaker and I, and i think it'd be a great way to galvanize thousands of people of course during your campaign wondering if you've been thinking about doing that yeah, we are. So we have a person organizing a tour. But one of the things we also need is um, what we also need is we want to create not just me. We, we have a leadership program, Jason. So we want to create leaders because you cannot defeat the swarm. I mean, I can be inspirational. I can educate you guys. But ultimately, there has to be at least a thousand of us globally who understand these concepts. So that's why we have the university of revolution set up over here, all right? Which is truth, freedom, and health. So number one, don't be a dilettante. Don't be a bad student. Get off your butts, mm -hmm. go to truthfreedomhealth.com, sign up for the Warrior for program, and then we have the complete leadership program we do on Saturday. So number one, because we need like everyone out there, imagine across the United States, there's 10 million bumper stickers. Globally, everyone has a truth, freedom, I health bumper sticker. Right now. Yeah, but that's what we need. We need, yeah. look, one bumper sticker seen by 100,000 people, right? Think about that. When was the last time you got 100,000 views on Twitter or Facebook? They choke us. They give us 10,000 views. One bumper sticker on the back of your car, is that's true social media. This ain't, so, this ain't real. It's funny they call it social media. It's unsocial media. It's not social. Sure. It should be. So anyway, what I'm trying to say, Jason, is you're in Canada. It's a global movement. Get everyone to get these bumper stickers, put them on the back of their car. People can make phone calls for us from anywhere in the world to U.S. citizens. But the idea is we sure. want to galvanize a movement. And a movement is we all work for a living. Imagine taking 20 minutes in a day, putting a bumper sticker on you or your friend's car, right? Telling people I, to come to the open it, house. I, I will commit, uh, excuse me, Dr. Shiva, that when I get back to where I live in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada... I'm going to go in front of a mall and other locations uh, and bring my bullhorn if I have to and get people to uh, hopefully get your bumper yeah, sticker. They can come off. to them or, or invite them to come to the open house. It's free. Absolutely. VA should, yeah. Just get them into the open house. They come to the open house. They, the nice thing about the open house that we hold is that when people come to the open house, they say, oh, shit, I'm not alone. This is very, very yeah, important right. because right. people are living in quiet desperation. I get it. I got to choose between yeah. this. 
and they get it. So we have a historic opportunity. I'm telling you, this is, we're going to win by you getting off your butts, period. We get Absolutely. it. And thank you for all your amazing work. And as you say, teaching other leaders, man, because uh, once we get enough leaders out there uh, telling the truth, then we're going to destroy the swarm, as you said, right? Get educated. Yep. But we don't, there's more of us than them. And what they, yep. remember, these people are drug addicts. They don't work. They, they, right. Their parents have gotten them everything they have. Robert Kennedy's never worked a day in his life. He couldn't even pass the bar exam. Okay. Well, I know. Keep demanding that Booby Kennedy gets the steroid test from Big Pharma. That would be. Uh, well, he's probably got on so many drugs. I mean, I think all these presidential yeah. candidates should release their full medical profiles on all the drugs they've been injected with. All of them. I agree. Absolutely. And Another joke. Uh, yeah. Showing you're the real deal, an amazing, powerful leader and educator. But but we need we need you guys, Jason, to become leaders. Yeah. Go through the program. We've set up the University of Leadership. People need to go through the program. Then they need to get on the ground. We've created the pathway. Okay, help us get on the ballot. Do you understand, Jason, if we get on the ballot in every state in the United States, this is going to be like 10 days that shook the world. They're like, what the fuck just I happened? you say that, and I, I believe that. I'm trying to comprehend that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because to get on the ballot, they have to spend a, you know lots of money because they pay off all mm -hmm. the officials. We get on the ballot, honestly, and we file in every every stupid state a dumbass uh, secretary of state who doesn't allow us on, we're going to sue them. We'll sue them personally too. Okay. Because it's illegal to not allow me on the ballot. So let's I, I all. Think it's safe to say, yeah. Sorry. I, I was going to say, Dr. Chief, sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to say, I think it's safe to say the gloves are off with you and, and that's what we need. That's the gloves were never on. We never had the gloves on. The gloves were never on. I, I never had, I've been, I had to have my gloves off since I was five years old been fighting all my life all right guys thank you well i i, I challenge all these i'll challenge musk and fucker carlson all of them to a boxing match fucking dope excuse my language that. that's a great yeah. challenge these thank you let me take the next call thanks jason hi how are you sorry to keep you waiting hold on one second hi who do we have hey dr shiva it's mark yes mark where are you from uh, right now I'm in Pennsylvania. All right, tell us a little bit about yourself. Samantha Gray, if you just hold on, uh, I'll come back to you shortly. Go ahead. Hey, Doc, I, I've been uh, following you for a while. I, I think I've uh, you've seen some of my posts. I actually called in when you were on a radio show with Bill Spadia way back uh, right when the pandemic hit. We were talking about vaccine mandates. I'm, I'm oh, yeah I, remember, yeah, I remember this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm from New Jersey. I'm I'm from your neighborhood. Yeah, I see that. 973. Where are you in where are you in Livingston? What part? Uh no, I grew up in Summit, lived in Chatham for a while. Okay, yeah. I remember this. You're, it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, at at any rate, one of the things I just wanted to uh to mention uh, about the exposure and and getting the word out uh is that both of these parties you, you know, they they might be one two what is it uh, two wings of the same bird but there's they're going to be neck and neck so they don't want you they can't afford to lose any votes you know so it's it's again the system it's that two-party system to be the independent what do you need you need like uh, one in three people registered a little bit more to win right yeah yeah so, so let's let's talk about what the end goal is is it christopher 
it's Mark. Mark, let's talk about the end goal, okay? What is the end goal? The end goal here is to galvanize people to get off their butts because you just made an interesting point. If you look at any state, let's say there's 100 people who, who are eligible to vote. The, right. the swarm only makes sure that uh, 30% of those people even register to vote, okay? So out of those 100, or let's say, let's even give them a good day, 50%. So only 50 people register to vote. Out of those 50 people, guess what? Only half of those people even bother voting. So 25 people. And out of those 25 people, it's all always for Tweedledee and Tweedledum. The point is, forget the people who come out to vote. There's all this dark matter that they do not want those other people voting because those other people are actually pretty smart. They've actually know these people are scumbags. So they just, be, and they and they don't want to choose the lesser of two evils. So our job, Mark, in New Jersey, right? And by the way, Chris Christie's running and I went to high school with him. It's really funny. We have two people who went to the same high school who are running for president. But anyway, um, they do not want that other 75% of the people even, because they know that will perturb the dynamics. So our job, Mark, is visibility, period. So the visibility, that's why they were so screwed up in my 2020, because we were everywhere. So what I'm asking you to do in New Jersey, if you keep it in New Jersey, you know, text me. I'm in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so in Pennsylvania, text text me all your information, because we'll connect you up. You can, A, give a little bit of time, help us get on the ballot. B, you know, simple bumper stickers, Mark. It's so simple, man. Back of your car, 100,000 people see it. We want to make this, we want dark matter to rise. Dark matter, which means all that 75%. Do you know when they market and they send out those little uh, postcards, they don't even send it out to the 75%. They only send it to their group because they don't want dark matter rising. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, obviously each party is just going to be focusing on their, you know, whoever's registered in their party. But what what, what I was saying though is, their focus, like when you say, "Well, they're not going to let me debate," well, they don't—they don't want anybody to debate that is not one of the two parties. Right. They're just not going to let it happen. So, it, I don't even think it's a personal thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Like, well, it's—it's it's, it's not a racist thing. It's like, well, Dr. Shiba is going to take away votes from both parties. We can't let him take away any votes. We can't—we can't let him debate. Right. They don't want any independent individual. Correct. You're right. Yep. Right. Now, that is true. And the other stuff is also true. Okay. In my case, both are true. Okay. Um, they, look, look, look at, they'll, they'll put this, they'll put this dude, Vivek, who's a moron. They give him all this publicity overnight. Why? Oh, he's, a, he's one of the party members, though. He's Not, no, he came out of nowhere. He's a moron. He's a Brahmin fellow. Okay. I come and there was a very good black woman who destroyed him in an interview. I just tweeted her out. Okay. He is part of the elites. You see, he didn't come bottoms up like I did, Mark. So there's a fundamental difference. So they do not want people coming bottoms up. It just so happens that most people probably who come from bottoms up are working class people who come from outside, you know, from the fringes. But you're absolutely right. But Mark, get involved, okay? Please text me your stuff in Pennsylvania. But we want to create this as a global movement, and they cannot, whether they ignore us or not. Every, I mean, if you if you put up like uh, 
10,000 bumper stickers in Pennsylvania. Do you know that everyone in Pennsylvania would have known of our campaign? Are you aware of these little stupid stickers, how powerful they are? And that's what they don't want. They don't want people power, Mark. Right, right. And, and by the way, I, I have I've been trying to get you on that uh, anomaly. I'm sure you're familiar with him. I know anomaly. He's an opportunist scumbag. He was he had me on a show and then he came to our open house. And then he literally stole our left-right thing and he makes some music. He's an opportunist. He's promoting Kennedy. He's a douchebag. Okay, well, I thought he was not promoting Kennedy. He I is. He, he Go look at his tweets. He's promoting a big time. Because all these people, I heard they're all being paid on the back end with views. Because he calls Musk, Musk gives him views. Do you understand? It's a banana republic of grifters. Okay, well... The, the litmus test on any one of these people is go read their tweet timeline. If they're promoting Kennedy or Trump, they're part of the problem. Especially if they're promoting Kennedy because the guy's a serious scumbag. I ask well, you again, Mark, have you gone through the course? Not yet. Go through the course because it'll really, because some of these questions you'll understand who Anomaly is because you'll get the principles. Okay. Without yeah. that, everything will be a one-off. Thanks, Mark. No, I, I understand. I understand. I, I completely agree with, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, your uh, yep. heroic effort. And uh, Well, it's our effort. It's not me. We're galvanizing a movement. So I want you to get involved because guys like you who are very smart need to get off your butts and help out. So do that. Thanks, Mark. Be well. Okay. Take Bye -bye. care. Hello, Dr. Shiva here. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Carl here, Dr. Siva. Carl, can you hold on one second? Someone just called before you, and I just, um, just then I'm going to bring them in because I don't want to. Hold on, Samantha Gray called. Hold on one second. All right, everyone, this is Dr. Shiva Idri. We're here with. Uh, Hello. Hi, hi, Samantha. This is Dr. Shiva. I'm sorry I wasn't able to take your call, but you're live. Go ahead. Hey, you know what I want to add? I'm telling you. Yeah. That, um, wait, wait, hold on. Where are you from, Samantha? I'm from Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. This, go this faith. Yeah, go ahead, Faith. It's faith in the, um, faith up in the, uh, yep. Yep. I, I got videos of, I seen hackers. I like, it was like 300 hackers was going in. Twitter, TikTok, all the system changing the numbers. People were sending them gifts and they was going in the system. Making people viral. I got the videos. Really? Yeah, let's let's oh. let's do yeah, because all of these people, how is it that Kennedy and all these people, when I have more followers, I used to do tweets in 2020 and get 33,000 right. retweets, but they're being paid you off. Have my two, you have my niece. I'm gonna tell you something. Let me tell you important you are to me. Louisiana stand up for you. I got you. But my Niece had the COVID first, and then you was telling people how to get the vitamin C and all that. And then I did that. She got here. Then my daughter caught the COVID, and she was in the ICU. And I did the same thing you said to get our body because when she was in the hospital, she said she was using the bathroom on herself, and she was pregnant with twins. So I don't know. I had a, the the people so crooked. Cause I just, it just killed my mom at her hospital. Like yeah. 
autopsy but with that being said i got that video yeah so so i have your number let me have crystal call you right after this and we'll get it okay okay thank you thank you faith bye-bye okay sorry about that who do we have uh carl near from oklahoma hey carl how are you what's your question we have chris chris and shiva here yep uh i so enjoyed your uh your systems analysis of, of world problems is just, it's so right on the mark. Uh, could you speak a little bit about world uh, events in that sanctions cause the crises that are going on in France right now? And sanctions, if they were, per, were ended, would probably end our border woes too. Yeah, let's talk about that. So I think you're bringing, so let's talk about world politics. And if you look at what you're basically saying, so the United States government, not the people. And by the way, when you look at that swarm video, the United States government, the elites here don't give a damn about the U.S. people. They're connected to a global multiracial enterprise. Right. And their goal is to maximize power, profit and control. So how do you maximize profit? Well, you make sure if you we teach this in our you know town hall, you have revenue money that you get in expenses and you get profit. So under the current model, they're trying to constantly move labor and keep, basically if you keep certain countries subjugated, you keep their economies low and that means you can get cheap labor, right, Carl? So so if you look at all of Central America, the policy was to do what was called the domino um, theory to make sure that no country became quote unquote communist, right? And so the United States imposed all these sanctions on countries like anyone who doesn't, um, United States government, on people who don't kowtow to U.S. imperialism. So those sanctions, to your point, are the ones that created the quote unquote border crisis. Because you go to other countries and you use them for, you know, one penny an hour labor, right? You take advantage of their labor, their people, and then you expect people to sit still. If you go really look at what Batista was doing in the 1950s in Cuba, whether you like Castro or Che Guevara, forget all that. I mean, there was absolute subjugation of people, right? And then when those people rise up and they take up whatever political philosophies they want, then you go do sanctions on them and you boycott them, right? And then you say, oh, now we've created, now these brown people are coming over our borders. Well, who created that? That was created by the policy of the swarm. You look at the same thing in Ukraine and Russia, it was the US sanctions which have created the energy situation there. It was the energy situation which started creating the inflation situation. And if you look at France, it's the inflation. It's the fact that the pension system is flawed by its nature. The fact that they're not producing enough children and in the inner cities or the housing projects in France outside of the cities that you have these quote unquote second generation immigrants who are there and by the way, we no one talks about the fact that French colonialism destroyed countries like Algeria, subjugated all the people. French did the same thing we did in the neighboring thing, right? They subjugated and abused the Tunisians, et cetera. And those people came to uh, France and they're not allowed in those housing projects. There's meaning not allowed, meaning they're driven to go to these very menial labor jobs. So France is not producing any productive high labor tax-paying jobs. So now you have old people who want to retire. There's nothing in the pension system. 
you have not enough young people with skills, so you can't fill the coffers to pay that pension system. You have young people, um, you know, 50% of the kids who were arrested in France were uh, 17 or young, younger, right? That was the average age. It's because you have these policies which attack the young, the middle, and the old, old right? In 2019, most of the people protesting were protesting because of the high cost of um, gas and fuel resulting from many of the sanctions that were imposed. So again, when you take a systems perspective, Carl, um, again, that's why we emphasize, go take the freaking course. You know, people spend a hundred bucks on crap. You know, you're contributing to your advancement. Do it at Truth Freedom Health Warrior, become part of this community. But when you under, that swarm video I did, I can do that because I understand system science. I don't think any one of these presidential candidates, give them a marker, see if they can draw anything like that in 15 minutes. They can't. They don't know shit about what's going on. They do know how to hang out together and stroke each other at the same country clubs, you know, um, you know, whatever, give each other hand jobs um, and help each other. That's what they do, right? And they literally do this, okay? They sleep with each other's wives. Um, they're all, they have no morals at all. And they say that I use I, I, that people are upset that I say fuck when I describe them. Go look at what they do. I'm just using words. People they accidentally are, end up on Jeffrey Epstein's plane like multiple yeah, times. Yeah, accidentally. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Kennedy's been on Epstein's plane, right? I mean, look at it, the body count around the Kennedys. It pales the Clintons, and that's not a good statistic to have. That's right. So we need to build a movement. So Carl, you're out in Oklahoma, right? Yes, sir. Get involved. Send me your information. You should become a warrior. We're going to need your help on the ground. Get as many people to get our bumper stickers and put them out there. It's very simple stuff, guys. We've made it easy. Get bumper stickers, put them on. Come to the class, take the class. Like we've created everything. All you have to do is just get off your butts and do some work. That's it. Thanks, Carl. All right. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, great for calling. Get involved. You promise? Will do. Okay, thank you. All right, there you go. So we have a plan. We have everyone can do something. So you can't say, what do I do? Number one, go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior. Go to Shiva for President, volunteer, simple. Click a button, fill in some information. What can you do? You can hand out cards. You can put up a bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. You can just, in fact, just put up a bumper sticker and drive around. You're helping the movement by doing that. We've made it easy. If you're lazy, do that. If you want to do a little bit more work, hand out a card. If you want to do a little bit more, come to the orientation. But for God's sake, we've created the entire infrastructure. The movement is here. All we need you to do is to take action. Action, action, action. Don't think, do, okay? All right, someone said, am I a traveling man? Yes, I will travel. <laughs> uh, Morgan Clark says, I'm new here. All right, everyone, we want to thank um, someone called Southern Wind who donated us 20 bucks. Thank you. And by the way, you know, when you donate us, we give you stuff. So if you even give, give nothing, just go to volunteer or go to, you know, we give you an entire course program. Um, if you donate $25 to 90 bucks, you get more stuff. You get six different gifts. Okay. Um, and I can share those with you. Uh, let me share those with you because I, I should be doing this. All these other morons are always asking for money all day. And that's all they do. They don't do anything else but that, okay? So let's go over here. If you go here and you go to 
the, where's the donate button here? Okay, here it is, okay? So if you go to donate here on the home, you'll see that if you click donate, um, you can literally, when you donate right here, zero to nine bucks, you get all these gifts. If you donate 10 to 24, you get a free bumper sticker and more gifts, okay? And if you donate 25 to $99, you get all these gifts. You get books, you get software. It's it's nothing. You get, see, I give you stuff when you support our campaign. And here, if you donate 100 bucks, we give you all these tools so you can become smart and become an activist and get educated. So this is all for you. This movement is about you. It's nothing about me. I just happen to be at a point in history that I can help share this knowledge, but it's really about you. So please get off your butts, do it for yourself, do it for your children because lifespan in the United States is going down like this. If you don't care about your life, do it for your ch child's life. Chris, I think that's about it. I think we pretty much got everything out of the way. I think so. And, and just a recap real quick, Dr. Shiva is an immigrant and he can run for president and there's nothing that anyone can do to stop him. Yes. So today's talk, as everyone knows, is celebrate 4th of July. Celebrate the fact that a naturalized citizen who's been here all the time can run absolutely. And any moron who's like, oh, he can't run. Oh, he can't run. Whatever the, whatever the way he says it, you, sh you have now the tools with this video to educate them. It is your duty as a U.S. citizen to educate them. Thanks, Chris. I think that one clause that you read was the most important, right? That 14th Amendment clause, it is invidious, which means egregious violation of the Equal Protection Clause um, that you cannot have second-class citizens. It's very plainly written. Paul says, I'm on the part six of the Warrior Program. Look, everyone get involved. You know, please, you know, save a hundred bucks, you know, save 25, save five bucks, get a bumper sticker, whatever you can. It's one of the most powerful things you can do. You're part of our movement, not their swarm. All right, Chris, any final comments? Yeah, and I just, I just wanna bring up one last point. You know, if by some act of God, you were to get elected president and we all come together, unite, and we, we phase shift, as you say, the movement doesn't stop. It just, it's just propelled and elevated and then you have that that grand stage to to build that movement. So get yeah, involved. Yeah, Chris, I think it's a very important point. You know, since 2020 in this little room, we don't have any expensive equipment here. We did all those videos, public service videos, and we reached about a half a billion people in the world. And they know that. And that's why they have to make us invisible. They're like, holy shit, this varmint got out. Right. So now they have to do a brownout. You have to use the word brownout, not blackout. OK, they have to do a brownout. OK. Um, and now we're building a movement and then we're going to get people on the ground. So they're not going to be able to do a brownout on us. Okay. Or a whiteout or a blackout, right? We're going to be out there. So it's really, really important to recognize that winning the presidency, I'm not saying I'm going to go drain the swamp. No, we're going to use the presidency knowing that the only way you shatter the swarm is through you guys. I will use that bully pulpit and do videos like this. All You and I, you and I Chris, will do videos all day and we'll educate people. And it'll be up for people to galvanize themselves bottoms up. This is not going to be, oh, I'm going to win the presidency. Then I'm going to do this. No, we're already doing what a president should do. Educate people, grow the movement, teach people to get on the ground. It's on the ground, on the ground, on the ground. They don't want you on the ground. Dumbass Kennedy doesn't want you on the ground. He'll say boots on the ground. He doesn't want boots on the ground. He wants you, you know, giving him money 
and he wants you not on the ground, especially on his ground in Hyannisport. Okay. They want you posting on social media. I voted. I voted. Right. Right. I voted as as that is asshole yeah. that ain't gonna do shit. Hasn't done shit for the last however many decades, but you keep falling for it. Right. What they don't want you to do is they don't want you to break from the swarm and say, I'm helping build a movement with this guy. And I have this bumper sticker from him. Do you know how much fear that one bumper sticker is going to send them so much fear? A million bumper stickers, they're going to die just from that fear. We're going to raise our cortisol levels so high we will shatter the swarm. I'm telling you. They will have ulcers. They'll be all fucked up if they see a million bumper stickers up there. So you should make that part of the campaign. What I, pl I pledge to raise cortisol of existing Congress people. Yeah. Well, we just do our thing. All right, everyone. Thank you, Chris. Thanks so much. Just hold on, Chris, while I sign off. All right, everyone. Uh, be well. Be the light. Chris and I will wave goodbye as I'm signing off. All right. Be well, everyone. And remember, you know, truth, freedom, health. ShivaForPresident.com. This is your movement. Shatter the swarm. That's what we're doing here. Be well. Thank you.